my friend this is the place where inspiration and possibility meet it's also the place where we can live amazing lives and there can be shit shows everywhere <laughs> so today i'm going to talk about turning 50 but before we talk about that we're going to talk about some of the shit shows a concept i learned a long long time ago was from Byron Katie. And it's this concept of there's three types of business in this world. There's your business, there's my business, and there's God's business. I have pivoted that to the weather's business. And so I'm going to explain this to you because we're going to be talking about the weather. So we can argue about the weather and think it shouldn't be happening the way that it is. But we can't change anything and we lose, right? We lose. Byron Katie also says that anytime we argue with reality, we lose a hundred percent of the time. And so I live in a place where in the summers it's triple degrees and in the winters on my standards in California, it's quite cold. I know there's many places, many of you out there that live in very cold climates and have snow. I don't have skill sets or systems to know how to move through that. So in the summer, it's triple degrees. And I've always been fascinated with when we get to summer and the arguing with the weather and how it shouldn't be this hot and there's so much disdain for it. And yet it's not a surprise, right? Like we know it gets to triple degrees in the summer. And so I've always thought of it as, what would Al Bundy do? And those of you who remember the show Married with Children, there was a great episode. I really didn't like that show, but there's this one great episode where their AC didn't work. And he refused either he didn't have the money or didn't want to spend the money, but he refused to fix it. And his family was complaining. Everybody was hot and miserable. And so his solution was instead of arguing with reality of we're all hot and miserable and this shouldn't be happening, he came up with a solution. And his solution was for those of us that remember this back in the day, when grocery stores would have like lawn chairs that would sell, he brought his family to the grocery store. They camped out on the lawn chairs. They brought drinks, they use the grocery store's air conditioning to stay cool, right? So instead of arguing with reality where you're thinking this shouldn't happen and therefore you lose, (laughs) Al Bundy won because he stayed cool and his family was much happier and it was much more of a pleasant experience. And I always think about that when I think about Byron Katie's three types of business. Anytime you argue when trying to change somebody else's business, you lose a hundred percent of the time. And when you're trying to change the weather's business, who's taking care of your business? Cause your business is a full-time job. And then what does this have to do with being 50? Well, I wanted to talk about like what's current today and it's the wind. <laughs> I can kind of handle any weather, like the heat. I don't really like heat, but I'm able to make through that. I don't really like the cold, but I have systems to support me in that. The one aspect of weather that I don't like is wind. And I don't know if it's a story I'm telling myself. I haven't looked at the data, but 2022 has seemed like a windy, windy year. One of my friends, her tree blew down onto her 
house a couple weeks ago and I've known of lots of trees falling down and the wind has just been intense and last night it really has. So while I'm not arguing with reality, one of the things I wanted to talk about is, is that it's also important to acknowledge what the disruption is within you right? So when the wind for me is my sleep gets affected, I've just noticed that I had a harder time. I would, I would hear the sounds and I would wake up. There's more turbulence in the day. I'm just noticing that I don't like being outside where I generally do. So what do we do when we do have weather, right? Or things that really bother us and that are really disruptive. And that leads me to the serenity prayer, which I've used a lot the last couple of years, especially in the start of COVID. And the serenity prayer says this, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So while I can't change the weather, I can acknowledge its effect on me and what happens. And I can realize that, okay, what can I do? So for me is I stay indoors. I shut all the windows. And yes, that means even sleeping with the AC on. Not something a lot of to do with my values about climate and energy usage. But if there's a handful of nights of this is what I'm going to do to help reduce the tension in my body, I'm willing to do that. You know, another aspect is making a decision of how do I do my hair today? Cause I have long hair and knowing that I will be outdoors this evening, but I don't want to have it flying around or getting in the way of eating to reduce my own inner frustrations. So that's a combination of Byron Katie's, you know, staying within my business, knowing that there's this outside world that does ripple in effect, but then what do I choose to do with that? So that now leads me to birthdays because birthdays can be like the wind or really hot weather or really cold weather, something that you disdain. There's all these cultural expectations about birthdays, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. You know, who do you think you are talking about your birthday? Why won't you celebrate yourself and have a big old party, right? There's tons and tons of judgments. And the thing that I know from being on, I want to say the other side of the curtain with my clients, right? I get a backstage pass to what goes on in the rumblings inside of people is the big thing that everybody struggles with is not wanting to be judged. And we must remember there's not just one way. So I want to talk about birthdays. And the big reason is, is that was the catalyst for this is that this has been top of mind for myself. I'm turning 50 next month. I'm pretty excited about it. (laughs) I haven't ever really been excited. Like I remember when I turned 40, I wanted to do something fun and spectacular, but I didn't have the skill sets and I didn't know how to ask for what I wanted. And so I just kind of let it come and pass by. And my birthday's really not at a great time (laughs) of the year in my life because it's June 12th. So in my town, it's typically around the weekend of high school graduation. And it's also with the university has graduation that weekend. And sometimes my birthday has coincided with Father's Day. So there's all these competing things. And just a simple going out to dinner can be really challenging because there's already so much going on in our area, just on the outside circumstances. It's kind of like the wind. And then on top of that, 
it's like the start of the summer swim season with the aqua monsters. So it's really easy to get buried behind other people's priorities, right? And allow that. And so over time, I've been practicing becoming my own priority. So I'm really excited about turning 50 more so than I was at 40. And a lot of it has to do is who I've become in this last decade and who I'm becoming in this next year and this next decade myself. So when I think about 50, like 40, I never really thought was old, but I remember a time I started thinking, I remember when I was like, I don't know, in high school, I guess. And I thought 47 was so old and 50 was ancient. And it's so interesting because what 50 used to mean to me was really old, you know, life is ending. (laughs) And what it really means to me now is so different. There's such a big gap between what I thought 50 was and what 50 is for me right? 50 for me is a huge sense of freedom. It's me being more authentically who I've always been inside. It's me removing the armor. And I've been doing this work. It's not just something that just happened in one day. I've been doing this work for what, 15, 18 years, very deliberately. So 50 means something very different than what I grew up or what I've been culturally programmed So how I feel at 50, yes, I move slower. (laughs) I'm totally okay with that. But what I think of myself does not reflect that tragic story that either we're culturally programmed to believe or that I bought into that I used to think of being 50. So then I started thinking about, you know, like earlier this year, my husband said to me, well, you have a big birthday coming up. What do you want to do? It always sounds so great to say like, well, what do you want? Like that would be an easy answer. And one of the things that I know is that a blank piece of paper is ultimate white space, which is a total shit show trigger (laughs) for people and including myself. So I remember my husband was asking me that and I looked at him and I'm like, I have no idea, nor do I have the capacity to even think about it, nor do I have the brain juice to think about it. I was in such decision fatigue at the time and had a lot of stuff going on and I didn't think about it. And I felt this pressure of there's not enough time to plan something big for that would be worthy of a 50th. So then I just kind of like chucked it off to the side. So one of the things I'm going to walk you through this, because this is what I do with my clients. One of the things that I do as a life coach is I help my clients make decisions. Now here's something that's really important. It's not about making decisions that I want. It's about helping them make decisions that they want. That's in line with who they are, in line with their values and their priorities. Because we all have all this cultural programming of who we're supposed to be. I've talked about how I had this insidious belief that I was supposed to be Carol Brady as a bonus mom, you know, and being able to have a house the way that she had it. And I never even wanted to be Carol Brady, but that was part of the cultural programming that I just absorbed like a sponge. So we all have cultural programming. And then we also have family of origin, you know, where there's obligations of we've been told who we're supposed to be, what we're supposed to do. And when we get to adulthood, it's often, well, what do I think? What do I want? And that's really, really scary, right? That's very vulnerable. So one of the things that I do is I help my clients make decisions 
where they get to do something that they truly desire and it's bringing themselves back to themselves. <laughs> so the decisions that I've made is one is I didn't have a capacity for a big birthday celebration. I didn't know even like looking at the calendar, my birthday falls on a Sunday this year and it's the day before summer swim starts the day before we have a swim meet. There's a lot going on. I have one daughter that's going to be finishing finals. I have another daughter that's already home, but there's a lot going on. So thinking about like a birthday celebration and I have some friends who really like to celebrate their birthdays and I was looking at what they do. And as they have big birthdays coming up, and how they were going to celebrate it. And I started taking that on as, ooh, well, I should do that, you know, for who I am and what I have, the, you know, the capabilities of, I should do that. I didn't ever think, what do I want? It's not a problem to look at what other people do and use that as inspiration of what nuggets of insight do you want to take from that and apply in your own life. What doesn't work quite well is when we think because somebody else is doing it, we should then do it, right? And getting really, really clear about that. So I was asking myself like, okay, what's a woman like me supposed to do at this time of my life? And I looked at some of these friends and thought, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do, right? This comparison of what other people do and then taking that on is the obligation of what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> And instead I had to really get clear of like, okay, what do I want? And I thought about a big birthday celebration and I thought, well, I don't have, you know, there's not enough leeway time. I don't have a system to support a big birthday celebration. I'm not going to cook. I don't have like a catering company that I work with. I don't have like, you know, people that already have the system in place where I can easily do it. I can put together a swim meet pretty quickly because I have systems in place. We've been doing it a long time. I know the people that I need to reach out to, to ask for help. There's a whole bunch of things. And so, yes, I can do that. I've thrown other parties together and I was able to do that because I had more time. This wasn't something I had more time in. And so I kept trying to solve that problem. Like, okay, how would I put on a 50th birthday party bash? And then it was like, well, who would I invite? Would they have enough time to get here? all of this drama, I forgot something. What is it that I want? Is this what I want? And all of a sudden, the voice in the back of my head said, Corinne, actually it wasn't in the back of my head. It was my soul. It said, Corinne, if you're doing this birthday party, it's not about you. You'd be doing it for other people. And I'm like, oh. So one of the commitments that I've made for this year, this 50th year, and I've started it early, is being a woman who takes extraordinary care of herself. So doing a big 50th birthday party would not be in alignment with who I am and who I'm becoming in this year and who I'm practicing. I want to be a woman who takes extraordinary care of herself. So as soon as I got clear on that, I gave myself permission to not have a big birthday party. Because there was even a point where I thought, oh, I'll have it at 51 or I'll have it during the year. No, I don't need to have a big birthday party. That's okay. So being a woman who takes extraordinary care of myself, what is it that I love? Right? And I got clear about that. I love people. I love connecting. I don't like planning parties. <laughs> and 
I don't want to have to make a lot of decisions about that. I'd use a lot of decision making skill sets throughout the week. And that's not where I want to use my decision making because there's not a whole lot left. And I don't have a system in place to support those kinds of things, nor do I want to spend my energy doing that. So as a woman who's taking extraordinary care of herself, that's not what I want. So then I said, okay, Corinne, what do you want? So I broke it down to three categories. One is self-care. And I've been working on this now for on and off and then more deliberately in the last couple of years. But self-care, I want connections and travel. So travel is something newer, especially after COVID and stuff, even though I realized I've, I've spent quite a bit of time since August traveling in 21 and 22. Last month and this month, I think are my first two months really just being at home and not getting on a plane. So self-care. So this year is about me taking extraordinary care of myself. Some of you may think, well, that sounds really, really expensive. That's great for Corinne, but that's not possible for me. I've done that before where I've limited possibilities for myself because I thought that it was outside of my price point. It was outside of the ballpark of possibilities for me, whatever. I'm going to give you some examples of what extraordinary self-care looks like, and it can be free and it can be very expensive. There's the whole range, right? And so one of the things about taking extraordinary care of myself is making the time to put on lotion, right? Putting on lotion on my skin. So I was really fortunate because I had really soft skin for so long and I didn't have to take care of it. Now that I'm getting to be 50 and having hormonal changes, my legs or skins are drier, plus of all the effects of being out in the sun, And I just argue with reality that it shouldn't be this way instead of what do I need to do with it? (laughs) So rubbing my feet, right? Putting lotion on my feet, putting lotion on my legs, giving myself the few minutes to put that on, right? Maybe you're great at putting on lotion. That has not been a skill set that I have done. Sometimes I didn't like to put on lotion because of the high temperatures. Sometimes... Oftentimes it was, I'm a really busy person. I don't have time for that, right? So just rubbing my feet and massaging it and giving it some tender, loving care. And I noticed that when I was getting a massage the other day and she was working on my feet and I was like, wow, that has been a neglected area of my body. So that is part of self-care, lotion and some time right? I had this activity that I love to do. It's called the melt method. Go Google it. My Pilates instructor some years ago and my doctor had told me about it and it's a foam roller and I take her classes online. I have this digital download and I do it. And it's something that it's another way of me taking care of myself. So yes, buying that, that specific foam roller or having the digital classes, there was some initial money there. But then outside of that, it's just about me doing that and getting on the floor and rolling out my feet or my legs or my back. And it feels so good. That is taking extraordinary care of myself, right? I used to think that the only thing of, you know, taking care of myself was like going to the gym and being on the Stairmaster or going for a run and doing something disdainful or lifting really heavy weights. And yes, those are forms of taking care of myself. 
And these are really important too. Rolling out my body, taking care of it, getting a massage. For me, that is one of my favorite things. I love it. I love going in and putting my face down and just letting things go and not having to talk and being taken care of. Here's something that I did yesterday. I went for a swim. (laughs) And I say that like you guys are all probably, Corinne, of course, you're a former swimmer. I swam a few times last summer because it was hot and it was easy to jump in the pool. But a couple days ago, I realized like, oh, it's warm out. I've got this space and time and I want to go for a swim. And I did that. And it was, of course, jumping in the pool for those of you swimmers. It's always like, ooh, even though it was a hot day and it was a delightful time. But I jumped in and I swam and I did my flip churn and I did my favorite swimming set and I got done and I got out. And it was very delightful. And it was one of the things that I'm putting on my pleasure list. What are the things that give me pleasure going for a swim and doing that? I don't have to do a hard workout. I don't have to do a threshold set. I don't have to do, I got in and I swam. My 20 year old self would have judged my 50 soon to be 50 year old self. Like seriously, that's all you did. And my soon to be 50 year old self is like celebrating that. That was cool. That's all that I wanted to do. Or that's what I wanted to do. Not even all. That was what I wanted to do. And I celebrated it and it felt really good. So the other thing is reading a book. You can buy a book, you can go to the library, right? Reading a book, read books that you may have already purchased that are sitting around in your house, right? Reading a book. I'm loving reading, especially at night before I go to sleep. The other thing is, won't be a surprise here, is drinking coffee, right? This is a way of me taking care of myself. I love to drink coffee. The other morning I'd had a great night of sleep and I came into my office and I had my coffee and I was journaling and and looking outside and seeing the flowers, that was me taking extraordinary care of myself, right? It wasn't something that took more than 10 or 15 minutes. It was really delightful. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Enjoying time with friends, right? I've been really working on reconnecting with friends, spending time with friends. I love talking with people. I love hearing, you know, connecting with my friends, the other one that I've been working on, and we've all had work on this the last couple of years, is enjoying time alone, right? Getting really comfortable with that time alone. And sometimes I have to be honest, it wasn't easy to be alone, right? But learning how to enjoy time alone with myself. And as I become a person who is taking extraordinary care of herself and who's taking care of herself, realizing I am a priority in my life and that I matter, And wanting to like myself and love myself and spend time with myself, it's actually been very enjoyable to spend time with myself. I don't want to do it all by myself. It's that connection is also, but knowing where that sweet spot is between spending time with myself and time with others. Another thing I'm excited about, so it's not the one thing, is giving myself the birthday present of my dreams. So a few weeks ago, I finally decided that my daughter had asked me about doing something for my birthday. I said, I didn't want that, but I thought about what it was that I really wanted. And I went and got it for myself. And I'm really excited. And I'm also nervous, right? Like it's something that I really, really want. It's a big dream. And it's really like nervous. Like I spent money on it, something I value 
there's a whole bunch of tugs like, really, I'm going to spend money on this. Is that okay? (laughs) And yes, it's okay. (laughs) But so I'm giving myself a birthday present of my dreams for my 50th birthday. Another thing of what I want is sleep, like really getting good quality sleep. The last couple of years, I haven't had good quality sleep. Many, you know, my 20s, I really treated sleep as something like a nuisance, not uh, something that was necessary. And so, you know, being able to take care of myself and sleep, that that is free, right? Being able to sleep. And one of the things that I'm learning is that when I read before sleep, it leads to better sleep for my I also talked about journaling, right? Going back to journaling. It doesn't have to be these hours upon hours. Like I try to spend, I don't know. I don't try to spend, I spend about five to 10 minutes journaling in the morning, getting clear with my thinking. Another way that I do it is I do spend a lot of time reflecting. So those are like the self-care things that I've talked about that I like to do. Some are free, some cost money, right? There's quite the range. And for you to come up with what is your list of ways of you taking care of you? Maybe it's you like to garden. I have a client who really likes to go out into the garden and and play in there, right? I've talked about paint by numbers. I love paint by numbers. And I'll go back to that puzzling. What is it that you like to do? I've also enjoyed doing some decluttering. And notice how I said some, because while Peter Walsh told me this probably 15 years ago, 14 years ago, by taking my time and when inspiration happens, I've been working on certain areas and I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. So instead of thinking it has to all be done, I've been working on going through cabinets, going through drawers, putting in more systems in place, and then really taking care of that space and allowing for other areas to not be where I want them to be. So sometimes it takes, you know, I cleaned up our laundry room last weekend and I thought it was going to be this hard, arduous thing. And actually it took me about, I don't know, five or eight minutes because I had a pretty good system already in place and the stuff that had been accumulating there and there was creating clutter, I was able to remove it and put certain things away and it got done. And I was like, wow, it was way easier than I thought. (laughs) So those are the ways of care. Now I want to talk about travel, right? So that's one of the things that I want to do. I have a trip booked this fall that I'm going to be going on that I'm excited, a little nervous about, but I'm excited. And one of the things that I decided last week instead of a birthday party is I think I'm going to Mexico for my birthday. I need to book it in August, but I think that's my plan. I'm going to go back down there, enjoy my time, spend some time, just lounge, eat delicious foods, go into the pool. I'm in need of downtime where I don't have anything on the agenda and I'm going to disconnect from social media and from email. So that's my plan for the summer. And then I'll go have another big trip in, in the fall, you know, but traveling and eating delicious foods. And then the other is connecting with myself and friends and family and spending time. And I've been learning and playing with where is that sweet spot? right? Like I love spending time with people. And there's also time that I need for myself and getting clear on that. So even though it's not my birthday yet, I've already started to become the woman who's taking extraordinary care of herself. I've been reminding myself, one of the things I write about in my journal is that is who I am. Some of it's free. Some of it costs money. 
And one of the things that I learned a long time ago when I was remodeling my home, I learned a really valuable lesson from a good friend of mine. And one of the things she taught me was spend money on the things that are really important to me and cut the cost to the things that aren't important to me or don't really matter, right? So like what that could look like is the hinges on the door. Does it really matter that they're really expensive or do they need to be functional, right? Do they need to be designer hinges or can they be functional and figure out which rooms? I remember, you know, do you need the most high end laundry room countertop or can you put something that is more durable and maybe not as expensive as that you'd want to have in your kitchen, right? Making those choices, spending money on your pendant lights or on your cabinets and choosing to not spend money on other areas. So really making those decisions, that has been a foundational principle that I've used with money over the past 20 years. And it has continued to serve me well. Because I used to think, oh, self-care meant I had to go to a spa or had to fly to LA to a spa and do something that was totally VIP and luxurious. Mm. And the last thing I want to do is get on a plane to go to a spa to go someplace, right? Like, how can I take care of myself? How do I want to spend my time, my energy, and my money? Those are the three factors. A few years ago, I was on a trip with a bunch of women and my birthday happened to fall in the middle of the trip. And here's the thing, I didn't share, and well, there was one person I did, but I didn't really share that my birthday was coming up with anyone on the trip because I still had that belief that if you matter enough, you will be celebrated. And my friend, that's a bunch of bullshit, right? Stop waiting to be found. This is a way that we stay small in our life, right? If you want to celebrate your birthday, make sure you let people know. If you don't want to celebrate your birthday, because some people don't, and that's okay, you don't need to let people know, right? Figure out where you were on the continuum of wanting to celebrate your birthday and not wanting to celebrate your birthday. Who are the people that you want to let know? And what do you want to do? What do you want from that experience, right? So I get it. Big birthday celebrations aren't for everyone. It's not for me for my 50th. Check in with you. Do you want others to know? Do you not? Right? Because while I didn't want to tell anybody, I wasn't upset if, you know, I was, I think I was, there was that part of me that was like, oh, I wanted acknowledgement. Do you see me? Do I matter? But I wasn't even letting people know that this is what I wanted. Right? So get really clear about what you want. If you want to be acknowledged on your birthday, then let people know. That was the big lesson I learned a few years ago, right? Let people know if that's what you want. And if you don't want that, that's okay too, because it's your birthday and you get to decide, right? When we're little, our families have birthday parties, right? And there's people that come and get celebrated and it's done for us. But as we go into adulthood, what is it that you want? How do you want to experience your birthday? How do you want to experience yourself? Stop waiting to be found. So I've learned that year to not wait to be seen, right? But just share with others, my birthday is coming up. And that's what I'm doing. I'm not looking for a big birthday party. I'm not looking for big celebrations. I'm owning 
that this is my experience. This is my birthday. And I'm really excited for this 50th year around the sun and about who I am and who I'm becoming, the relationship I'm having with myself. And as I do that, I have actually more to give others and the ability to connect with others and not be depleted. So my birthday and me owning my birthday is a gift to me because I am a woman who is taking extraordinary care of herself. And I've done that with my gift to myself for my 50th year around the sun. All right, my friends, I've given you this insight. What is possible for you? What do you want for your day, for your experience? I'm smelling big for you. Hey there. Before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On she is dreaming. She is drifting, never been so wide awake.